it's convicting to think that my focus is so scattered on things of the world and our day-to-day of go do this, go do that, teaching school. It's just my attention is so spread out that I forget to focus on the simplicity and the effectiveness of prayer. I'm Tina. I'm a wife and stay-at-home mom of three boys. Life is full of crazy, and I want to share it with you. I really want to do this podcast, but like you, I don't always have time to sit down and record. So we're going to fold laundry, bake, do all the things together while we talk. I'm glad you're here to walk through life with me. In a previous episode, I talked about how um, we can sometimes, as women, be very self-critical and how harmful that is. Well, you know what? I go and take it a step further, as I'm sure many others do. And I'm critical of myself as a mom because, hey, why not? I can sometimes get down on myself and feel insufficient as a mom. This might happen when I've been impatient again because I've I've allowed myself to react instead of respond. Other times I can get frustrated with myself because I just don't know how to handle all the issues. I each each little thing that happens Sometimes I don't have a clue and I don't enjoy that because I like feeling as though I have some sort of a say and control in what's going on. I also don't always have the right words to say in a given situation. I don't always mirror the Christian life perfectly and I shouldn't expect myself to be able to do that because it's in nature, but... I don't know. I still hold myself to a, to a standard, and I don't give myself grace in that either. And sometimes I feel inadequate, I guess, because I don't have the deep theological training in every area. Now, I'll also go ahead and blame myself for not having that, because why not? About seven and a half or eight years ago, the church that we had recently begun attending in Michigan had in the announcements that they were beginning a women's Bible study. I was really excited about this. I thought this is going to be a great opportunity to be in a smaller group setting because the church was quite large. And I'm going to get to know more people. I'm going to maybe make a friend. How cool is this? And then they announced that we were going to be going through the book, Systematic Theology. And my heart sank. I just, I thought, okay, um, so I have this six or eight month old son. I would kind of like something a little bit more practical than uh, Systematic Theology. 
I'm not sleeping through the night. I I don't think I'll e- I don't think I'll be able to handle that. So I guess I guess the ladies' Bible study is just not for me after all. And so now looking back on it, I'm like, oh shoot, I should have done that Bible study. See, now I don't know have all the theological answers because I didn't do that Bible study. You know, just one more thing I can blame myself for. So now when the boys ask me questions about these tough life topics. Which, by the way, I have no clue where they get some of these questions. I, I, I have no idea. They think that I have the answers and I don't. Now, since I am so good at beating myself up for no good reason, I am insufficient. Lately, I've been able to read about some of the moms of Christian heroes if you'll allow me to call them that. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that Charles Spurgeon had a mom? Hudson Taylor? Or even more recently, John Piper? I mean, well, duh. But I'm going to admit to you today that this had never crossed my mind until recently. Now, as you're sitting there thinking about these great men, they're scholars, they're, oh, oh, what's the term? The prince of preaching, I think is what they called Spurgeon. When you think about them, you must think that their moms were spectacular, out of this world, they were extremely knowledgeable in all these things. Right? You'd think they were well-learned, they had it all together. They consistently trusted the Lord. I bet they weren't impatient ever. I bet they were just, they were the Proverbs 31 woman. That's who they were. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, we know that that was not the case. I'm sure that they had times where they had no clue how God would use their children. I don't know if they realized as they gave birth that you know what this kid is going to do spectacular things for the lord this child of mine is going to be known around the world for his teaching and his his ability to present the gospel and his his passion for christ i mean we could all probably say that we would love for that to be the case for our children but I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know how many of us expect that, you know, those exact things to be said. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Mommy loves you. But from learning about these women, they had a few things in common. Prayer, diligent Bible reading, and encouragement. In learning about John Piper's mother, um, something that I found really interesting is just how ordinary she was. That might sound mean, but let me explain. His dad, as a minister, he was traveling around in um, for his ministry, and she was very often left at home with the children, and so she was, she was taking care of all the day-to-day things and the what you would probably assume as 
the mother's tasks, but, you know, also filling in, working things out with contractors and working things out with all these other things that typically her husband would have handled. But since he was traveling, she took care of. She took care of, you know, just basic things around the house. And then as soon as his dad would come home, John Piper says that his mom would quickly submit to him and his dad would take over and then his dad would go travel for ministry somewhere else and she would then smoothly just fill in all the gaps and and take I'm sure this woman had had times where she would cry at night after the children were finally in bed realistically I I don't know maybe this is mean but I kind of hope that she did so then I don't feel so bad for having those moments sometimes but she wasn't necessarily this deep learned woman in all of these these biblical topics and theologies but she was day-to-day faithful in what God had tasked her to do as a wife and mother John Piper actually wrote a poem in her honor and it goes like this Mama knew the good book especially the proverbs Years later, when I was 3,000 miles away, she kept on quoting Proverbs in her salutations. The message was always the same, the pulse beat of her heart. Be wise, son. Be truly wise. Fear God and keep your heart warm. John would also go on to say that he felt his mom knew the Proverbs so well, probably because she was constantly going back to them daily for wisdom in dealing with all of the things of the household and raising children with his father so frequently traveling for his ministry. I think that is such a wonderful testimony. What a great thing to say of your mom that she basically had the Proverbs memorized because she was so diligent to seek wisdom from the Lord. I can't say that that applies to me right now. I have room to grow in that area. Another mom of a a Christian hero that stands out would be Charles Spurgeon's mother. She was extremely faithful in prayer. Charles's father was also very involved in the ministry, and so this left a lot to fall on his mother's plate as far as um, the duties of the house and the children and everything. And there's this one quote by his father, John. He said, I opened the door and was surprised to find none of the children about the hall. Going quietly upstairs, I heard my wife's voice. She was engaged in prayer with the children. I heard her pray for them, one by one by name. She came to Charles and specifically prayed for him, for he was of high spirit and daring temper. I listened till she had ended her prayer, and I felt and said, Lord, I will go on with thy work. The children will be cared for. How sweet to have that said of you. And I don't know if she, if she ever knew that he was listening in and had, had witnessed that sweet moment of a mother praying for her children. And Charles would also go on to say that she was very diligent to be praying for them. She would grab him and pray for him right there that he would turn from his sin. And I'm just trying to picture that, you know, like I, 
I I could totally see that happening where a mother just gets at the end of her, you know, um, she knows that she can't do anything to change her son's heart and his spirit and only Christ can to the point where she just grabs hold of her child and prays for him right there. Um, I, I don't know. I can see it happening. And I think, I think that is, that is so cool. And, and what a picture that paints for your children that you are, you were throwing everything in front of Christ saying, I, I depend on you for this. I can't do this. You're the only one who can. I think that's an excellent testimony. It was so encouraging to read about her and to just understand more of the impact you can have on your children just by praying aloud for them. And the thing is, she wasn't praying aloud in a way that would shame them into submission that that they might feel sorry that, oh man, we're bumming mom out again, you know, and and then they would choose to obey for a little bit. And but she I think she just she just knew she couldn't do it herself. And I wanna be like that. I wanna be at that point where where instead of reaching out to Josh and telling him, hey honey, I just am so frustrated. Not that I can't talk to my husband about this, but in the moment, that would be that would be great to just have such a reliance and knowledge of God and and just acknowledging who he is and how he's the one who has that control. That's just so beautiful. I love it. Later in life, Spurgeon would receive all of this attention and he would speak before presidents and princes and all of these elite people. And he would say he owes it all to his mother whose first and greatest audience was her own family. He said, There was a boy once, a very sinful child, who hearkened not to the counsel of his parents, but his mother prayed for him, and now he stands to preach to this congregation every Sabbath. And when his mother thinks of her firstborn preaching the gospel, she reaps a glorious harvest that makes a glad woman. I don't even know what to say after that. That is just so sweet. It's convicting to think that my focus is so scattered on on things of the world and our day-to-day of go do this, go do that, teaching school. It's just my attention is so spread out that I forget to focus on the simplicity and the effectiveness of prayer. James 5.15 talks about how the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And that's what I, that's the verse that I think of when I think of Spurgeon's mom. I mean, just her constant, constant prayer. And there had to have been times where she sat back and thought, is this doing anything? My son is so strong-willed. Lord, I can't do it. 
will you please help me? Will you please take his, his soul and make it long for you? Who knows how God plans to use your son's excessive energy or maybe your daughter's passion. But God knows. It could be that your child is going to be some great missionary or some some author who can, you know, just write so beautifully and share share Christ with everyone that he or she comes in contact with and you know, is just well known and and just all these things. And it's crazy because that's my first thought. Like, wow, who knows if my kid's going to do all of these great, amazing things for the Lord. Especially after I just spoke about their moms who were actually doing great, amazing things for the Lord that will continue to go somewhat unnoticed. There are times reading through the Bible with our boys that I have to honestly admit I don't know how I'm going to how I'm going to explain this to them um there are some tough topics in there um yeah marriage and divorce meat offered to idols the to eat or not to eat what how how do I how do I come at all those topics how do I explain everything I can't do all of that but I think what this has taught me is that I can be faithful in the basics I can be faithful in praying for my children in front of them or alone I can be faithful in reading God's word just straight reading God's word for them because in the in the book of Isaiah, it talks about how the word of the Lord, it comes down like the snow, like the rain, and it and it does not return void. It will bless the earth wherever it is heard. And that is that's a reminder that I need. I need to keep reading, even if it's a confusing passage and and it ends with, you know what, guys, I don't actually understand this all the way, but we need to read it anyway, <laughs> because believe me, that's happened. Hopefully this can be an encouragement to you as well to be faithful in those simple things. I want to kind of wrap it up with this verse from Second Peter. Peter is telling the believers that God's divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. He's given us what we need. We are insufficient. That's true. We are. But Christ has supplied us with what we need. We have his word and we have access to him through prayer. If you too want to learn more about the moms behind some great men of God, I recommend picking up Devoted, Great Men and Their Godly Moms by Tim Chalice. 